Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. It's time to redesign. The Tennessee license plate, that is. Is Nashville looking to get back on track with transit with a new CFO? Plus, an inside look at Nashville's actual value. We'll talk about all of this and more on Nashville Daily. All right, Tennessee, Nashville. Happy fall, y'all. And the world. Uh, we have uh, some people watching on, on TikTok Live, on Twitch. Hi, TikTok. Uh, James from from uh, South Carolina, thank you for, for watching and joining us live. Um, happy fall. Y'all. First day of fall. Uh, Stuart, you and I are going to celebrate with, uh, we had talked about, I, I've talked about on air uh, yesterday or a few days ago how, uh, I've been very dissatisfied in the PSLs that I've had so far uh, throughout Nashville. But uh, we just saw the greatest announcement <laughs> of 2021. Yeah. And that's that Caliber is coming out with their pumpkin spice latte. Uh, Caliber Coffee is one of the best coffee shops in Nashville located in Donaldson off of Lebanon Pike. And they're coming out with all their fall seasonal drinks today. And I'm super stoked. So uh, we're, we're going to try that. They have uh, PSL. They had, what was some of the other ones that they had? Because that was, let me pull it up. That was something. There were some things that I had never really heard before on there. Yeah. We're about to and maybe we've, uh, maybe just pull up a, go ahead and full screen your computer All right. uh, and we'll pull that One post up second. because that was, uh, that was pretty cool to see. All right. So we are going to the post. We're full screening the computer. All right. Uh, we're excited to bring back our fall seasonal drinks, apple cider, the PSL. Oh, apple ciders. Mooka latte. Oh, that sounds good. (laughs) It's a blend of dark chocolate and white chocolate with a hint of chocolate chip cookies. What? The golden snitch latte. Oh, they know us. They know us so well. A butterbeer latte, which they they have that all year round. And then the Belgian waffle latte. They said it's better than their butterbeer latte. Oh, it's better than their butterbeer. Oh. The Belgian waffle latte. uh, Seasonal favorite. uh, This maple syrup latte. Uh, is uh, scroll up our cameras in the way our syrup latte is topped with the right amount of powdered sugar whipped cream, which reminds me of the latte out at, um, out at, uh, urban nectar cantina. Oh yeah. The, the okay. maple syrup and orange juice mix. That was interesting. Latte, which is fantastic. We, I, I drank it in about 10 seconds. The, the drink was great because it was, it was so good, but, but we mixed queso. it with eating queso and chips and, yeah. What's this? Oof. I bet that's their that's their chocolate one. I bet that's the the mucha latte. Look at the little spider web. I know. Or compass. I know. This is just just pure deliciousness right here. I, I'm excited for that. We're gonna go try those later today. Uh, maybe we go live and try them all. I don't know. We'll I, see. I think we need to, man. <laughs> we haven't done a live on TikTok or Instagram. We do TikTok every morning, but Instagram has yeah. been a while. It, it has been a while. And that would be a great first day of fall live activity to do. Yeah, I think we're about to. So that would a be. Ton of coffee. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, yeah. Sorry about your sleep. It, dude, it's it's out the wall already. <laughs> as long as we do it before like noon, I'll be okay. 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 Yeah. 
Okay. Maybe you'll go like over the edge and your body will say too much caffeine. Let's get them to bed right away. <sighs> that's, Overload. That, that's I don't that, know. That's the one that I can hope for, but I don't think. It's <laughs> yeah. All that's right. just, that's not how, how it works sometimes. We've, uh, we've been doing this book for the last three weeks. It's called terrific Tennessee. He got it for 10 cents at McKay's. Yeah. And, uh, he's been trying to stump me, which I've been stumped about three times now. And I actually learned, uh, one really cool thing that Andrew Jackson came up with the word. Okay. Yeah. That was um, really cool. There's, there's a ton of great facts in here. Um, but, uh, th- this would be great to play at home and, and see how, how well do you know your Tennessee history, uh, too? Um, sir, you might get today's fact, uh, you know, not that you memorize the book. This is fact number three fifty seven uh, in terrific Tennessee. Uh, there's a few things on this, this one page that I think are interesting. Uh, this has to do with state official state things, okay. this topic, uh, to get to in that mindset. Uh, you, you know, a lot of the state things for Tennessee. Uh, but do you know the state folk dance in Tennessee, the state folk dance? What do you think that that is? Is this the official like state of Tennessee? Like, this is the official state of Tennessee folk our, dance. This is our folk dance, y'all. Um, I mean, there's only a few things that it probably could be. Uh, do you have a tune in mind? Uh, nope. It's uh, think of shapes. Shapes. <laughs> Somebody probably has already guessed it by now. Yeah. Uh, uh, the line dance. Oh, oh, you're in the right category. Uh, it's the square dance. Oh, the uh. square dance. <laughs> What's the difference? You do a square instead of a line. Uh, yeah, square dance is moving in a square pattern. A line dance is you're in one in spot and then you move facing outwards. And square dance is like you move around facing inwards. Well, there's a there's a company that keeps tagging us on Instagram and they teach line dancing and they tag us all the time on Instagram. So if you're listening to this podcast, we may have to come take lessons. Native Tennesseans, a, a, a lot of them, just they know line dance coming out of the, the birth ever, canal. Have you ever square danced? I've, I've done all the shape dancing. Have you done a circle dance? Um, sure. How about a rain dance? Yeah, no. <laughs> oh. uh, there is, it's funny enough, a fact about Roan Mountain, which we talked about yesterday. Um, and then this one, is, as Stuart, you will know. Uh, I, I'm just going to say it because I know you'll know it. Um, this is fact number 361. This man, I'm not going to say his name. That's what you have to guess. Who was born in national May 8th, 1824 was known as the gray eyed man of destiny and became the president of Nicaragua in 1856. Do you remember his name? Uh, I, I know exactly where his sign is in downtown Nashville. <laughs> it's right next to the Regions building, and his name uh, is William. Yes, yes, yes. And you're on the right track with that. His William. It's an alliteration. Name. It just rolls right off the tongue. I can literally see this guy's picture oh, in my no. mind. Oh my gosh. Oh no. Uh, William Walker Walker. Yes. <laughs> William Walker. Uh, and th- this, I love this page that, that we landed on, uh, fact number three sixty two. female pro baseball pitcher, Jackie Mitchell struck out Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig during an exhibition game in Chattanooga in the 1930s. I would have had no idea. Yeah. No, I love wow. this. That's very cool. That was a good page today. Um, all right. So what is going on in Nashville? Well, um, I believe it was. Was it yesterday? Two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah. I, I can't keep up with days at this point. 
that Bill Lee uh, tweeted out and said, hey, we are redesigning the Tennessee license plate. And uh, basically, we get a hand in choosing uh, what the redesign may be out of a few possibilities. Um, so and, it, it's really yeah. it's really interesting because I was like lost in the comments section for a second. And people are like, well, these plates look terrible. Like, they look awful. Why do we have to do this? And it's actually like a federal requirement uh, <laughs> to change your license plates. I believe it's every 10 years or every 12 years. Uh, but you have to change your license plates. So... So, so this is that that that's why for that, anybody wondering. That's why. Um, so, uh, there are four designs. The voting is open only through September twenty seventh. So you don't have very long. You have about five days left. Uh, so let's take a look at some of the possibilities for these license plates to see the the redesign. Uh, so we have a navy TriStar vintage inspired on on the top left. We have a a white, and that one's totally engrossed in navy. And you can see like a little barcode over on the right side, which I think is very interesting. Uh, the second one is all white. Uh, the TriStar Vintage uh, inspired one with a TriStar symbol in the middle. And the third one is a Navy TriStar inspired one. I'm trying to see. Uh, the, the only difference is uh, the Tennessee logo at the top is in the shape of the state of Tennessee. And then the other one is just text of Tennessee. Well, it also, so the, the third one, the tri, uh, TriStar Modern has the volunteer state above the state of Tennessee. Yep. And it also has the red outline on the plate. Personally, that is my favorite license plate. So, and then the last one is, is all white on the uh, very bottom right hand corner of this photo. Um, and it is the TriStar watermark in the middle. So the state of Tennessee, and then in God, we trust in the top and the bottom of that state. The very top says Tennessee Volunteer State. Uh, I, I'm in favor of having the TriStar logo oh, yeah. on ours um, rather than the the shape of the state. Yeah, which uh, the, cur the current license plate has the shape of the state. It, it does. Um, I My favorite is the top left-hand okay. corner one. So number one. Number one. Okay. I, I'm not in favor of the font that is used. I know this is super picky. I'm not in favor of the font <laughs> we're, we're that is used for people. for Tennessee uh, in there. It, uh, it it doesn't fit the rest of the fonts on there. Uh, it is a different font on there, and that's super picky. Uh, but I I like being able to see not only the TriStar as well as the shape of Tennessee yeah, yeah. on the license plate, and I enjoy the navy. I think it's something that's different uh, and something pretty cool. Yeah, my, my favorite one's the third one, the, the TriStar Modern with the red outline, the volunteer state above the state of Tennessee. And then uh, I do like the TriStar symbol. I think that's very important for us to have. Yes. Uh, a lot of people in the comments are like, oh, I can't wait to get my license plate that says 101796. That's when Tennessee was founded. Uh, but that's actually a placeholder because that's where <laughs> your license plate number is going to go. Uh, so you're not going to have 101796 on your license plate. Well, I was about to say, uh, I was about to say, I wonder if anybody's done that yet. Uh, somebody will because they're like, <laughs> I saw, I saw that when I, saw I voted that. for it. That's uh, what I want. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Can I, can I do it? Uh, I'm going to keep this link open so we can uh, vote for it a little bit later. Uh, all right. So happening at the uh, at at the top of Nashville's hill uh, is possibly renewed conversations of transit at least in the in the public eye or at least the expressed interest in possibly 
uh, getting back into the transit conversation. Uh, you know, it's it's been very hard because Nashville has been uh, without a CFO. Nashville's on the hunt for for a CFO right now. Uh, but Nashville Mayor John Cooper, according to the National Business Journal, has nominated somebody. This is she, he's nominated uh, a woman named Kelly Flannery. And to serve as the new director of Metro's finance department, according to a Monday announcement from Cooper's office, uh, if confirmed, Flannery would arrive at a key junction for Metro and Cooper, who's halfway through his first term in office. The city city is laboring its way out of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, and as obviously, if you've been in Nashville or following what we've been talking about here, you're no stranger to a lot of the budget issues and constraints on a city like Nashville, which is not a unique problem. A lot of cities have had uh, major, major budget problems, uh, but Nashville's finally come in on kind of that balanced side back in 2021, obviously not without its its problems. Um, but uh, Flannery is on the ballot and uh, is going to be presented to Metro Council. Uh, so she was the CFO for uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, Charlotte's North Carolina's their annual budget's around two point seven billion dollars, and Nashville's budget's around two point six five billion dollars. Pretty close. Uh, so we're, we're, that's very close, and we're we're technically sister cities. I don't know who defines that, <laughs> uh, but um, so she stepped down. It looked like in July, and then maybe then she was looking for new jobs as CFOs in other districts. Yeah. Um, some other similarities that uh, Flannery would have some good insight on. She was involved in, uh, in uh, Charlotte's effort to win a major league soccer franchise. Um, and also the city's ongoing pursuit of a mass transit expansion. So a lot of similarities there and maybe expertise that she could bring to the table. And maybe that's something that mayor Cooper is looking for, uh, is this push to continue those transit conversations and to have a CFO who is also familiar with the stage of conversations that we may be in, uh, in, in that regard. Um, it, Stuart, you, you had mentioned that she, uh, had stepped down. Uh, she told the Charlotte Observer uh, that she loved to explore new challenges, and and so maybe <laughs> Nashville could be could be a challenge. All right, uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Nashville is a challenge. Nashville is a challenge. Um, uh, before Charlotte, Flannery had spent nearly eleven years in budget and finance for the city of Chicago. She was the city's deputy CFO. For the last uh, three years of that stint, before heading to Chicago, Flannery worked eight years as a senior municipal bond analyst with Merchant with Merchant Inc. based in Fort Mill, South Carolina. So um, that would I think that would be a, an amazing thing if, if Metro Council approves her nomination. So she would succeed uh, Nashvilleian Kevin Crumbo, previously best known for his turnaround and reconstruction work at Nashville's Craft CPA's uh, PLLC and worked to resolve the Nashville's Symphony 2013 financial crisis. So last night was uh, another council meeting. Uh, this I think they happen every Tuesday night or every other Tuesday night. I can't remember. I think it's every other Tuesday night. I think night. it's every other Tuesday night. Uh, so they did the second reading of the indoor mask mandate last night. And this is according to News Channel 5. After a lengthy discussion, Metro Council members voted to move forward with a proposed indoor mask mandate for Davidson County. Uh, it goes on to say the final vote was uh, was 21 in support, 12 in opposition, and four absentees. It will come to a final and third reading uh, at the next council meeting on October 5th. So I guess it's biweekly instead of 
weekly. Yeah, uh, good to know. It's not absentees or abstentions. Oh, abstentions. Uh, so they just decided, hey, I'm not gonna not gonna decide on this. I'm not gonna vote on this right now. And it's second reading, uh, so they're just gonna kind of sit back and and wait to see what happens. So it's not really not being proactive in in either way, but just uh, abstaining from that vote. Uh, Metro Council member Joyce Styles sponsored the bill and has been a big proponent of implementing an indoor mask mandate. Um, so this is the second reading, and uh, so this would be a third. A third reading would be the next Metro Council meeting. Uh, but uh, the proposed mandate would apply to both vaccinated and unvaccinated people. It would not apply in houses of worship or when eating or drinking in a restaurant. I mean, if you've been in Nashville before, you know what this is. It's not like this is something new. Uh, this would be. This is just coming from a different place. This is not coming from uh, an emergency mandate from the Nashville health department. It's coming from the, uh, it's coming from the Metro council. And so I'm not entirely sure. And there's not been a whole lot of discussion in here, um, for, you know, why wouldn't this, if there was an emergency mandate and the health department was within every right to impose a mask mandate in, in the past, then, uh, then why it's not coming from the health department, why it's coming from Metro council, um, so I, I think it's very interesting and I, hopefully we get to, uh, maybe get a little more insight into this, uh, and when something like this would go into effect, how long it would be in effect. So, uh, all, all this is very interesting and, and, uh, I, I don't think that we have all the information to, uh, really know what this is all about just yet. Yeah. It's, um, and then from a state level, is this going to be like banned from a state level? There, there's just a lot of questions behind this. Yeah. So we will continue on this conversation. Um, we'll put the link in the show notes to this article uh, coming from News Channel 5. All right, Stuart, talking about local food like we were earlier uh, and places to really enjoy in Nashville. We had a great conversation about local food yesterday uh, on the podcast. If you did not get the chance to... Uh, to read that, we had a restaurant that just opened uh, over the past week. It said, uh, that's in downtown Nashville. You'll want to check that out. But, Stuart, where is somewhere that you ate locally recently? Man, I'm hard-pressed. I don't know if I want to talk about it. I'm just going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so how do you say this? Is it Condola, that new taco place in the capital? Uh, capital it looks people? like it. Yeah, Condola. Condola. Uh, so th- this is a new taco place. Uh, it opened a few weeks ago. They were oh, doing- no, sorry. I'm looking at uh Condalo. Condalo. Okay. Uh, this this opened uh, back in August, and they were doing the first 100 people get free tacos for a year and all of this stuff. Yes. And so I had them the other day, and I w- I'm just going to be honest. I wasn't too impressed. Um, I had That's a, fair. That's I, fair. I had a burrito bowl, and... It was it, it lacked it lacked flavor, especially okay. compared to Oscars and some of the other nectar. Restaurant, nectar, yeah. Uh, it lacked the freshness I was really looking for. Especially like, and nectar is a really good standard to base all of this stuff on because yeah. everything nectar does is so flavorful. Yeah. Uh, so I was I was not impressed by that burrito bowl. Uh, their queso was really interesting. It was more of like a thick queso. Okay. Uh, with a. It had like a spicy kick to it. It wasn't overwhelming though. So the the, the thing I like about their chips, the chips were like very like thick, um, in the sense of like how big they are compared to other like thin chips at sure. other Mexican restaurants. Sure. So their chips and queso was fantastic. Okay, that's like good. I, I do want to try that again when it's like more fresh and not takeout. Yeah. 
but then I had one of their uh, Dorito tacos, and it was a hard shell, Cool Ranch Dorito shell. Inside of it was cheese, and then a soft a, sh- a soft shell with uh, steak uh, and a few other toppings on the taco. I think there was, like, coleslaw and stuff. That taco was really interesting. The Cool Ranch Dorito, like, was – it was flavorful, but it was still missing, like, that like that punch that Oscars just gives me when I'm eating their tacos. I mean, and if you are coming into a town – that is adding a new taco restaurant um, bi-weekly. Yeah, then you know you will have to be competitive in there, uh, and they do a great job of marketing. So, uh, and and Nashville is is a big supporter of new things, and so uh, it's one of those things where the demand may be there, whether it's whether it's fantastic or not. But uh, I, I'm still excited to try it, and and we'll see. And and if you if you didn't know. Uh, Stuart and I've said this on the podcast before. It's one of Stuart's rules, and I think uh, I think it's it's a good rule. You know, just because uh, maybe a place did not have something that we totally enjoyed, uh, we'll always give it three chances before we really uh, you make know a final <laughs> make a it. final decision yeah. on it. But uh, which I think is a fantastic rule because you never know when a restaurant's just having a bad day. But it sounds like it sounds like they just need a little more flavor. Well, it's that, and it could be the the chefs just didn't add flavor to to it correctly. It could be they are brand new, like they've been open in so they're still trying to figure it out. So they're still trying to figure out like stuff with their suppliers and all that. Like there there could be a hundred factors to it, and that's why I really try giving every restaurant three times. Yeah, before I make a true opinion on it. Yeah, I love it. All right, let's head over to Explorers Nashville Tip of the Day. For Explorers Nashville tip of the day, it's going to be a high of 66 degrees. You're kidding. First day of fall, 66 degrees, mostly rainy, and I'm just oh like, oh my gosh. This is incredible. I love, no, I love no. this weather. And, I the Tom uh, Hanks. No. 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 It's my favorite thing. Um, no. But, dude, this weather is amazing. I love it. And it, it made me really start thinking. I'm like, one of the best ways to spend a rainy, semi-breezy, cool day is by drinking hot chocolate. Well, and, and this, and, and we may even kind of semi-amend it because we wrote this, and then we found out that Caliber Coffee released that entire line of, of fall coffee. drinks oh this morning. Gosh. And so, you know, uh, treat yourself to a nice fall drink. If that's hot chocolate, if that's... Uh, a, a, a PSL, if that is Winter Jack with Jack Daniels, mm. <laughs> uh, if that's a little bit of uh, Tennessee sipping cream from Pennington Distilling, apple cider, yeah, oh, that, yeah, that would be really good. Have you ever had a pumpkin cider? Um, n- I don't think so. I don't think I've had a pumpkin cider before. That sounds really good. It's fantastic. Uh, uh, Ta- Tailgate Brewery makes one, I think, for like their in their beer line. But it's not like a warm pumpkin cider like you would have apples. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I w- a warm pumpkin cider sounds fantastic. Uh, but uh, we have a video. If you want to learn about the coffee shops of Nashville, if you want to learn about some of the best hot chocolates in Nashville, head to our YouTube channel, xplr.nash, and uh, give a watch to those. Type in coffee, hot chocolate, whatever you want to see. Uh, hopefully we have it there for you and enjoy the beginning of fall. That is Explorers Nashville tip of the day.
Today's episode of Nashville Daily is brought to you by Screen Threads. If you're looking for Nashville-themed merchandise, look no further. Our listeners can use the code Nashville Daily to get 10% off their next online order and person visit. You can find them inside of Marathon Village or head to ScreenThreads.com. I've been burning one of these delicious candles for like the last week, and it's a pumpkin spice candle, and it smells incredible. And we need to switch that out. We need to get some pumpkin spice in here. Well, uh... I have some good news for you, Aaron. I'm about to bring a ton of candles into the studio. All right, there we so, go. We're, we're, <laughs> Burn a new one every the, day. The, the biggest thing, though, is we need a lighter. We don't have a lighter in here. To we light don't. Candles. We really don't. We need a lighter. Yeah, so I could try starting a fire with our lights. That actually probably could work. Uh, You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, you can go to ScreenThreads.com. This is their Tennessee candle. It smells like Tennessee whiskey. Like It, it legitimately smells like a distillery. Yeah, no, it's 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 fantastic. So I'm excited for the for the other candles as well. Um, but uh, also, if you're listening to this uh, on a podcast, if if you're not the uh, the video watcher on on YouTube or on Facebook or uh, or, or Twitch or, or TikTok, wherever we're kind of live and with video, if you're a podcast listener. Uh, make sure you're sure you are subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, uh, Spotify, Amazon, all of those things. Make sure you subscribe. Podcast. Uh, leave a five star rating that would help us a ton if you've gotten any value from this podcast. Uh, and and we appreciate everything you guys have done. Uh, and, and this is just so fun. We're excited to talk to you about everything Nashville. All right, so let's get into. Uh, something that really bugged me. Uh, this was maybe two weeks ago that I saw this. Right. This was uh, this was a Facebook post in, uh, you know, this, you already know, this is starting out great when I say this is a Facebook post that I saw. Uh, and and if, you, if you live in Nashville and you're not a part of, like, the Hip Hermitage page or the East Nashville page or, or the Donaldson or the page, Donaldson page. The I think it's, page. A, is it a Hip Donaldson page? I, I believe. I think so. Um, there's a lot of pages. It's, it's <laughs> all never useful, but very entertaining. It's, uh, hey, it's useful sometimes <laughs> when, when somebody's well, like, you're hey, not in the East Nashville one. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm in the Donaldson one. And uh, I, I would love to be in the Don. It's probably so much more useful than the, the East the, Nashville the one. Donaldson one. A lot of it's like, Hey, who's a really good, like tree remover? Because Donaldson has a ton of trees. <laughs> That's just, that should just be pinned to the top yeah, of yeah. Donaldson. Tree, Donaldson tree remover. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, <laughs> this fixes, page who sponsored fixes, by Donaldson tree removal. Who fixes air conditioning. <laughs> That's like all the Donaldson <laughs> one. It's fantastic. Uh, okay. So I saw this in East Nashville. This is not the funny ones. This is one of the ones that made you go, are you kidding me? All right. So here's the, here's the post. Oh. oh, those are license plates. Hey, if you want to vote for those, that's <laughs> in our show notes right now. Um, so this is the, this is the, uh, post that I saw. This is from Samantha last name redacted. Uh, does Nashville have a, not a little, does Nashville have a little Tokyo or Chinatown area visiting Nashville again soon? And we are considering moving there but want to see a more culturally diverse area. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and so, you know, when you read that, your mind, I'm a million thoughts went through my mind. You can see at the bottom right-hand corner, I'm trying to see right now. 167, uh, 167 comments, comments and 149 and, likes. And <laughs> faces. Uh, uh, essentially what happened here is it was a mix of two types of comments. One just absolutely railroaded this person for the suggestions that they made. We'll talk about that here in a second. And then the second one was a lot of ignorant people that said, yeah, we don't have diversity here in Nashville. <laughs> the the only two times there was no in between huh. uh, in this, in this East Nashville I think we should page post. Oh, they're already there. Do you see that? 167 <laughs> comments. 
There's definitely but, some trolls but, in, the, in but there. But like troll with like factual things. <laughs> we already are. That's what we do full time. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, let me just read this again. The post says, does Nashville have a little Tokyo or Chinatown area visiting Nashville soon again soon? And we are considering a movie there. But want to see a more culturally diverse area. Thank you. So here's <laughs> here's what this really says to me. This says if Nashville doesn't have oh, first of all, do you have a, a little Tokyo or Chinatown area? A, a, you know, I, I want to make sure it's diverse. That's pretty much what it's saying. But that's the only standard of diversity that was thrown out there. Like, hey, is there a Chinatown or uh, or, or a little Tokyo? And, it, you know, we're looking for diversity. Do you have this? And everybody was like, is that a, is that your standard of diversity? And what do you think about the South? Like, those are the two kinds of things that, that a lot of people addressed there in this situation. And so, you know, I thought this would be a really good time to talk about Nashville and what there is, because I do think uh, that, you know, people may not know, I mean, not because they they may be ignorant, although there could be a little flavor of that, uh, but because there's just geographically, if you've not been to an area, you know, there's sometimes no way of knowing what uh, what could be very uh, demographically, uh, what what is happening in that area. For example, I've never been in kind of the uh, Montana, Utah area. And so I don't know exactly what's happening in there. I just as, know there's beautiful mountains. Yeah. As much as, as much as I might know about other cities and I've lived in the South. So I know a lot of, of what's here in the South. One of the, uh, this is not kind of the, the Nashville related thing. Uh, but what a lot of people may not know about Southern states like Mississippi or something like that is, is that it's an entirely white population and, you know, it has probably one of the largest African-American populations in the United States. And so uh, there's so much to learn about the demographics of national. And I think this is a great time. This Facebook post kind of prompted a really good discussion that I think we can have in Nashville's what is Nashville demographics wise and, and what are the unique aspects of Nashville's landscape as far as Diversity. So, Stuart, you've got a resource for us that we're going to take a well, look at first. Uh, before before we get to that resource, yeah. uh, so previously, before Aaron and I were doing all of this, I was very heavily involved in church planting and working with mission boards and in a lot of things. And so, I've been able to see Nashville's diversity firsthand sure. for the last eight years of my life, uh, and it's actually way more diverse than people think it is. And part of the reason for that is people just don't go to the areas where the diversity is. If you go to downtown Nashville, you're not going to see much diversity. You're going to have a big perception of what Nashville is. Yeah. And so, but if you go to South Nashville, you go to Southeast Nashville, you go to North Nashville, it's extremely diverse. There's, there's cultural foods. There's, there's different languages spoken in Nashville. And right now in Nashville, there's almost 150 languages spoken in the city. There's 95 different people groups. Nashville is one of the largest cities for refugees in North America mm -hmm. for the Kurds. Uh, also, we, we have a huge Hispanic culture here in Nashville. Yeah. And from a perspective of uh, missionary-related or church-planting-related things, we have all of the research centers here in Nashville. So they're doing the research in Nashville and then doing research in other parts of the world. Yeah. And so we have... 
a huge uh, portion of diversity that people just don't experience in Nashville. Yeah, and one of the interesting things is that uh, while other diversity shows up in maybe the coastal cities, especially in California, Seattle, um, and that area, such as a, a larger Pacific Islander or Asian population in there, uh, Nashville has a large African, Indian, and uh, I believe a Latin American, Latin American population. So there's just there's a lot of difference in who immigrates into the Nashville area as, as well. And Middle Eastern. We have yeah. a lot of Middle Eastern. Yeah. So let's take a look at kind of a starting point just for a small little breakdown of the uh, of, of Nashville as a geographic area and where some of the diversity lands. So I'm going to throw it over to your computer and we'll take a look at this model. All right. So this is uh, what's the resource for this? Uh, so this is from bestneighborhood.org. Okay, so I'm not sure how up-to-date this map is, uh, but this does a really good job it, Yeah, it, it gives a copyright, uh, not, but not a date for the copyright. Yes, uh, but it shows a really good job of showing the different neighborhoods and the different areas of Nashville that are experiencing some diversity. So on this map, the blue uh, color is uh, white, the yellow is Hispanic, green is black, and red is Asian. But if you look into like North Nashville in this area where my mouse is going, that's, uh, that's North Nashville. And then East Nashville, you experience a lot of diversity as well. The thing that I'm, I, I really want to highlight is I don't think they did s such a good job with um, South Nashville. This area should be way more of a mixed color uh, profile. Yeah, there there are other. It, it only shows the majority race keys, which is white, Hispanic, black, Asian, and and then others. So there there's not a whole lot of. It doesn't go into detail into things that are a, a smaller percentage, like the different people groups. And sure, but you can see you know where the trends are uh, for South Nashville going into Antioch and along that twenty four line. Yes, absolutely. And I, I, I think this map just needs to possibly be updated because this whole area where I'm circling right now is the most diverse area of Nashville. Yeah, it, it, but it may be so diverse that there's not a majority to hold out. That's true. Uh, uh, apart from the, the, the white population may be just enough to where it gives it the, the blue tent that we see there on the map and everything else. There's so many uh, in that area that nothing else is going to stand out. So that could be the case in this, uh, uh, the website, it says Nashville is much more diverse than the average U S uh, city. Yes. From this, uh, best neighborhood.org uh, resource. Which, uh, I don't know if these numbers are fully up to date. Um, the U S census data is fully up to date. So if you want to see the actual number numbers, I would look at the census data. Yes. Um, okay. So, that is from this map right here. Uh, there's another great resource, and we have we have more resources that we are talking than we are talking about in our show notes. If you want to take a look uh, at, at some other things, but I think uh, the, a resource that uh, Stuart you found it's called PeopleGroups.info. Yes, uh, they do uh, a, a fantastic job of collection data uh, about this diversity in in Nashville. Uh, a few quick facts that it gives. Uh, we, we talked about this earlier, but uh, Nashville is a resettlement spot for refugees from Southeast Asia, the Middle East, and Africa. Uh, it is home to one of the largest Kurd populations in the United States and the largest Kurdish community. Obviously, that those kind of go hand in hand. Uh, the Nashville 
metro area, similar to many other Southeast United States metro areas, experiencing fast ethno-linguistic changes. You had talked about, I don't think you had mentioned it uh, yet, but uh, with all those languages, you said uh, most of them, the, the schools in Nashville are having to adjust to all of these language differences here. Yeah, so uh, according to the Tennessee, and this was in 2017, in the Nashville public school system, there's over 140 languages spoken in the Nashville public school system. Yeah, which so, is so crazy. Uh, that's with different students. That's with tutors, with students. That's ESL teachers. Like that's It's a huge variety of things. And uh, what's really fascinating about the Metro public school system is we have a ton of ESL teachers inside mm-hmm. of the school system. And a lot of school districts... In major metropolitans, they do, but like in small towns and, in, and even in uh, mid-level cities, yeah, they don't have ESL programs. Yeah, and so th- there's teachers, especially like down in Rutherford County or even Davidson County, they specialize in ESL, and that's teaching English as a language because their primary language is Spanish, or uh, it could be another language from around the world. And so ESL is a very large thing here in Nashville, too. And then the, the really cool thing about this website, peoplegroups.info, and I don't know when the last time this was updated. I assume these numbers have changed uh, because there's nearly 100,000 Hispanic people that live in Nashville that's now. That's huge. Uh, that's a huge population of that. Uh, but these have all the different people groups and where they're from. Yeah. Uh, so an, another cool thing that this uh, website talks about is there is an annual Greek festival that takes place in Nashville due to the city's strong Greek heritage. Uh, there's also the... Uh, Mexico's Independence Day that's celebrated at Plaza Mariachi, which is one of the most like cultural representations of what Nashville is in Nashville. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Uh, it says in this uh, website by 2040, they are expecting Nashville to be a majority minority city. Uh, which means that no one ethnic group will make up the majority, which I think right now it's not too far away. I remember yeah. seeing from the stats, I believe Nashville's uh, white population is between 50 and 60%. Um, and so yeah, it, that's, that's not too far off uh, as well. Uh, here's a little profile that they give from this peoplegroups.info. It says the uh, Nashville metro area suburbs are seeing much growth in ethno-linguistic diversity. For instance, the immigrant population soared 83% to 107,000 between 2000 and 2008, the fastest growing uh, rate among the nation's largest city. Minorities account for 44% of the city's overall growth during the 2000 to 2010 time period. So even this probably needs some updating as well. So this is Nashville back in 2008 to 10. Uh, large numbers of African language group, uh, African language people groups, uh, 7,000 of them reside in the metro area. Uh, Arabic speaking people groups uh, with Arab, Egypt, uh, e- Egyptian and Arab. Oh, we have a huge Egyptian population. Yeah. Too. There's about 25,000 residents in Nashville from Egypt. Yeah. Uh, Iraqi account for the majority um, and, and also call Nashville their home. Other notable people groups present in the metro area. Honduran, Salvadorian, and Guatemalan. The South Asia population totals above 8,000, with the majority belonging to uh, the, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, the Tamil, uh, Telugu, um, and Hindi people groups rounding out the larger populations of the Southeast Asians with uh, with the Laotian and Vietnamese comprising the larger Southeast Asian people groups. Uh, one of the coolest things uh is there was a student 
that I had for some video stuff uh, that was from Trinidad and Tobago, uh, which is crazy. Nashville has a great international population for schools as yep. well. Uh, but obviously schools are a lot of schools international or, or across the U.S. have a, uh, a big international population, especially Vanderbilt. I just I want to go back to that Facebook question briefly. And uh, is it is she more asking the sense of does it have Asian food in Nashville? That's the thing that Nashville is lacking. We, we are lacking really good traditional Asian food. But I think it's on the verge of really being a really big thing in Nashville. Well, the demand is here without everybody moving in from California. The demand That's is true. going to be here. So and a good example of that is Eastside Bami. And yep. there's the Eastside Bowl that's coming. And there, there's a lot of Asian fusion food, Asian fusion food coming into Nashville. And so if that's what you're looking for, it's definitely coming. Yeah, uh, this uh, we'll get back to that Facebook post here in a second uh, to, to close out this people groups that info website. Uh, it, it gives a fantastic breakdown. Um, I, I don't know if it's 100% up to date, but it, it gives a good breakdown percentage-wise and population-wise of, of all of the, the people group names, uh, where they're coming from, um, what is their primary religion, uh, the affinity block that they're with, their country of birth, and the baseline population total uh, in here. Uh, like Kurds, according to this, this was, and, and I wish they... I had like a date, like, hey, here's our, our up-to-date time frame. This had, to, this had to come out in like 2010, 2012 or so. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, we have the Arab and Egypt, uh, Arab and Egyptian at a little over 7,000 here. Which and is then, definitely more than that now. Well, just Egyptian is uh, uh, at 11,000. Yeah, and which is more than that than when this came. Yeah, um, so it kind of separates it out by Egyptians who uh, whose religion is Islam, is uh, Egyptians whose religion is more Christianity, uh, and, and the separation of kind of that, that area right there. A Korean, 10,000. Uh, on here, uh, which uh, if you didn't know, we have uh, a big, um, I don't, this is not Korean, but there's a big temple out in Bellevue Yeah, um, for, uh, I can't remember exactly whose temple it is out in Bellevue, but it's huge. Yep. Um, and, and so there's, there's a lot that's here in Nashville uh, that is just off the beaten path. If you, you visit Nashville, you're not going to see it. If, if you visit Nashville, uh, like Samantha did, and maybe you only see Broadway, you only see Germantown, um, and, and you only see the Gulch, then you're going to think, <laughs> you're going to think, man, Nashville's there is, white. there is nothing <laughs> here in Nashville, yeah. uh, which is, which is not true. And, and, um, also I, I don't believe that a, a, a little Tokyo or a Chinatown can really define a city, uh, a, a lot, even, uh, e- even large cities like uh, uh, mo- a, you'll mostly find those on, on coastal towns. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, even Chicago has a little bit of one. They're not a coastal town as much. Um, but they're on. A but they're on, they're on a big body of water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so you're, you're kind of on a coastline. They have a a, a, a decent sized uh, kind of Chinatown area. Yeah. But uh, you know, will Nashville ever have a Chinatown? Yeah, maybe. <sighs> Maybe there might maybe. be something like Plaza Mariachi that's but yeah. uh, kind of a hub. Yeah. Uh, but you may not see an entire neighborhood in the in a downtown area dedicated to that. If you're if you're looking for diverse food, our uh, our friend uh, with Nashville Hidden Gems, he offers a food tour of South Nashville. 
I would highly recommend go take that. Um, and on that tour, you will truly learn about the diversity of Nashville. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is a great conversation. Obviously, you know, we, we didn't get to touch on everything here uh, in Nashville by far. I think there's still a, a lot more that we could talk about as far as, as Nashville's diversity, but we wanted to dive into a lot of the corners that don't get touched a lot, uh, which is a lot of Nashville. Yeah. And, and, and so hopefully uh, maybe if you, if you learn something about Nashville, text us 615-392-1358 tomorrow, talking about all the cracks and crevices of Nashville, the rain gets into all those cracks and crevices of Nashville recently and floods them (laughs) and floods them. Uh, It's been a month since Waverly, Tennessee was flooded. We'll talk about an update from there and some of the other flooding in Nashville that happened over the past few days. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Nashville Daily. You can check us out over on Instagram at xplr.nash as well as our YouTube channel, xplr.nash. For Nashville merch, we have you covered as well. Find that at xplr.life. You can also text us at 615-392-1358. And for more exclusive content, head over to nashvilledailypodcast.com. Nashville Daily is produced right here in the great city of Nashville. So if you like what we're doing, please give this podcast a five-star rating and share it with your friends.